when you guys play a uh, first half like you did the other day, but the mm-hmm. result is what it is at the end, what do you say to your unit? Do you say like we're we're there? You know? No, no, no. I mean, like the whole the whole goal is to win the game. So, you know, you could play great defense for a whole half. You could play great defense for a quarter. You could play great defense for fifty nine minutes. You know, and I mean, the thing is, we got we got to finish better. You know, like whether it's me as a coach, the players in terms of technique and stuff. But like, I mean. No, I'm, I'm not big into, you know, consolation prizes or stuff like that, pass on the back. You know, it's, it was frustrating, you know, but, like, we, we got to find a way to win the game. Um, we got to find a way to finish better. And, you know, the thing is, again, we got two more opportunities, uh, first one being this week against Chicago. And, you know, hopefully it's a better result. And that's really all we've been preaching, really, about the finish, to be honest with you. How do you sell the guys? I mean, you know, we have to win the game if, when, if the offense isn't scoring now. I mean, you know, you guys essentially had three points until mm-hmm. late. And what do you- I think just and it, and it, it goes back from, like, when we first started coaching or playing. And I think it's been instilled in me since, you know, Coach Arcero when I was at Crosby High School, <laughs> Coach Selecki, Coach Brooks at Yale. You know, the thing is you got to worry about what you could worry about. So that's what we talk to the guys about in terms of, you know, defense, you know, we got our job is to keep them from scoring more points than offense, period, point blank. So that's our job. And, you know, unfortunately for 11 or 12 games, we haven't been able to do that. So, I mean, there's no selling it, I don't think. It's just it's just that's the job description. And I, they, everybody knows what we signed up for. If you're a defensive player, your goal is to keep them from scoring more points than offense. And that's as simply put as we could put it. So, and our guys do a great job. It's next snap, go out there, play. You know, regardless of what's going on, we just got to keep and minimize the points. But I, I don't have to sell too much to these guys because these guys love playing football. You know, they value being out here on this field. They value being out there in that stadium. Because the, the, the thing about football is the beautiful thing and it's also the sad thing. You know, it's limited. At some point, somebody's going to take away your cleats and you're not going to be able to play football. You can't go play pickup football. So that's why we always talk to these guys about valuing their time playing ball and Anytime you get an opportunity out there on that field. So, I mean, and I've been fortunate. You know, every time I've been a coordinator, when I've been coaching, I got guys that love the game and understand how to value it. So, I don't have to sell them. Anytime they put that helmet on, they get out there on the field, they know it's competitive and they're fighting their butts off. So, do you like how Jalen Smith has fit in here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the thing I talked about last week. The thing that you see right away is the pace and how he plays in terms of how fast he's playing. I think leadership is showing definitely like in terms of, again, leadership in terms of I'm not afraid to ask the question in front of the group because sometimes when you're dealing because we got a relatively young group and some guys that aren't used to playing as much, but he's not afraid to ask those questions. Okay, Pat, go back over that. Okay, and I think that's a positive. You know, I think that's a positive. I think his his energy. He has great energy. You know. One thing about leaders, and you know, that's one thing I appreciate about Joe. That's one thing I appreciate about Flo. I appreciated it about Bill. Consistency. Like, it, I, he might have a whole bunch of stuff going on in his life. I don't know. It's, it's holiday season, got COVID going on. He's had to move three different places. But when he comes in the building, he's consistent. Consistent energy, good, good pace about him in terms of just like, uh, just like his attitude the whole day, all the way through. You know, I could probably learn something from him because you know I'm about as moody as they come. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm working on it though. I'm working on it, but um, but I mean it, it's been infectious, and I, and I pre- it's, it's similar to Leo. Leo, again, I don't know how many speeches Leo's going to do, but I know his energy when he comes in the building is, is always consistent, and he probably has stuff going on in his life. I don't know exactly everything, but. 
that's what good leaders do. They come in, they're consistent. They keep they keep preaching the message, whatever their message may be as a player. You know, a lot of times it's, okay, just follow me. I'm doing the right thing. Just follow me. And I, that's one thing I appreciate about Jalen so far that I've seen. With the numbers you have with uh, Dex and Danny, mm -hmm. does Leo have to move inside? Uh, well, he's played enough inside. We'll move him around. You know, the, the thing about Leo, he's one of those guys, matchup guys. So, you know, like sometimes third down, we put him outside. We put him inside. So Leo will move around. And, he, you know, he's embraced that. I mean, I think that's part of the success he's had, aside from the hard work he put in the offseason during the season to improve. I mean, the fact that we're able to move him up and down the line. You know, when I talk to guys throughout the league, they're like, you guys move him up and down the line. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you don't want y'all to know where, where he's going to be every time, you know. So that's one of the benefits of having him, and he's a smart player, and he's embraced the role, you know. Some guys are like, no, let me just play on the left side. No, he, he, he doesn't mind doing that. How much is he limited, if at all, with the you know, with the arm? Like, is I mean, he able to? You gotta think when you're superhuman, like he is. I mean, his limit is it might be normal for everybody else. So I mean, to me, you know, he had some great plays out there last week, and then we'll practice today. Like, you know, kind of yesterday was more of a walkthrough uh, tempo. But I mean, if he's limited, you know, if he's limited, I mean, I don't know how much it showed in the game. You know, whether it was the you know the pat the pressure he had on the one where Jalen threw the ball into the ground. Like he beat that guy pretty clean. He has some good um, knockback in terms of the run game. So, I mean, I'll take his limited. Let's put it that way. So, whatever the percentage is, I'll take it. <laughs> How did Dory look uh, coming back? D Dory looked good. I mean, he's got bouncing around, energy, talkative. You know, he like he likes to talk. <laughs> so that's a good thing. But uh, it's, it's definitely I, I like I miss this juice in the room. You know, you could tell. You know, just from the first time I talked about him to you guys during training camp. You know, his energy, you could feel that when he's out on the field. And it's because, you know, everything he does, he does fast. He does it fast. So, I mean, I appreciate that, especially as a defensive coach. And then the, the fact that he spends time talking to the younger players, going through scenarios. His football, I, I love hearing him talk about football. That's one of the things as a coach, we spend all this time, especially at this time of the year, we're going through situations. We're going, and you know, you hope over the weeks it's accumulated where they, they understand when it comes up. The other week he came in, he said, Pat, did you see this blah, blah, blah situation at the end of the game? They backed up in the end zone. They were wrong there. I mean, like, as a coach, I mean, you know, I don't get happy about too much stuff, but that, yeah, I was smiling. I mean, it, so that, that's a good thing from him. That's a good thing. There was it some other game you mean? Yeah, he, he was watching a game on TV. He came up to me. You, you got to understand, like, when, when we talk about situations as much, you know, like, when we try to get the situational awareness and stuff, and they come up and they say, I was watching the Minnesota game. They were in blah, blah, blah call, and the situation didn't play out right for them. And he understood exactly what the situation was and where the miscue was. I mean, that means as a teacher, it's no different if all of a sudden somebody gets, you know, whatever, you know, the laws of thermodynamics or something, and, you, and, they, and they figure it out, or they understand what E equals MC squared. It, it makes you feel good, you know, so. There's more analogies there. Uh, well, I was kept me for two years. <laughs> Not very good. Well, at, I, at the I, same I, time, at corner, has, <laughs> is, is, has Jaron done every, anything to warrant taking him off the field? I mean, I, mean, I think Jaron's done exactly what we asked him to do. His physicality showed up. Like, even the penalty that he drew against uh, Philly uh, last week, it was because he shed the block. He was he was shedding the block, and the guys grabbed him. That's why they called the penalty. If he wasn't physical, if he wasn't using his hands there, I mean, we don't get that call, and it's a touchdown. So, I mean, I think that's what I wanted to see from him, and I think it improves. it's improved from week to week. So, in terms of, again, like, he's, he's, he's doing what we asked him to do. He's tackling. 
he's covering, you know, but, I mean, he has room for improvement too. And Adoree, we just, you know, if he's available this week, I mean, it's going to be great to see him too. If, again, I can't stress enough, especially with the skill group that they have, whether it's the tight ends, the receivers there um, with Chicago, the more the merrier I am in terms of having players available. Ellison, you know, it, it's funny. We talked about it as um, as a group. I like that early, that rookie year, get him some work inside in terms of the pass rush, develop some toughness. And the thing that ends up happening, I think, and again, the only experience I have, I have experience with it with uh, Chandler Jones. I mean, coach him as a rookie, and you learn how to use your length in there. That's one thing, you know, he's got to get better at in terms of, once you learn how to use your length as a pass rusher, because you're okay, you're a little bit slighter build right there, you go inside. If you don't use your length, they're thinking about grabbing you. So I think as he's gotten more and more reps, and I think there were a few clips from last week where he actually used this length. He's getting used to using his arms. Because what happens with these pass rushers coming from college to the pro, they're so much better than everybody. They don't they don't understand how important the extension is and just the blocking style it is in the league, like where they're, they're clamping you. Like, so like, and it's not gonna get called, so you gotta be able to play with extension. So I like the fact that he's developing that toughness inside, developing the understanding. If you don't use your hands inside, it's gonna be really bad. You can get away with it some on the edge, but I, I like that development process in terms of getting them better for, um, you know, for the future. Two-part question, mm -hmm. I mean, how do you replace Julian? Uh -huh. And the other part is, there was a play last week where it was a deep pass down the middle, mm -hmm. and when it left uh, Jalen's hands, I said, it's going to be picked. Yeah. Did the official distract him? I, I mean, you know, I, I, you have to ask uh, Love on that one in terms of that one. But, like, there was – I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it might have been a distract. You, you have to ask Julian on that one. But you can't replace Julian. You can't replace Julian. So – I mean, Julian brings so much to our team. He's really a jack of all trades in terms of he could play corner, he could play safety, he could play backer. So to me, there's no replacing him. Um, again, but we always got to talk about the next man up. Again, you know, and whatever the circumstances are, COVID, injury, whatever, like guys got to be able to come in and fill in roles. No different if we're missing the coach. Like guys got to be able to step up. It's, it's all part of the training process, you know, like. Multiple guys still replacing him? A lot of times when you lose a, a critical piece like that, it's going to have to be multiple people. One take this role, other take this role, because maybe you don't want to overload somebody. But, like, it, we take all that into consideration.